In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. but I want you to know that you possess the ability, you possess the skill to be able to be one of the ones that can be victorious. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is for you to become your best by calling you into the arena of manhood, calling you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and calling you up to your absolute best version of you. Because when you get it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with our producer, co-host, good friend, Dale Gene Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, do you got a man law for me today? I do. Uh, if it's not bleeding, it doesn't need a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are there people out there that put a Band-Aid on something? So there scratches do not require Band-Aids. No. Yeah. Scratches require, like, if you're a dad of daughters, butterfly kisses. If you're a dad of sons, a high five and a selfie. A punch but, in the shoulder. Punch in the shoulder. <laughs> hey, why isn't it bleeding? Don't come back till it's bleeding. Right. But uh, so why, why did you add that as our man? Well, law? you know, I still have kids in the home and a five year old. And when they come to me like yesterday, when he stepped out of someone's car and hit the ground and he's got scratched up, he's like, ah, and he looks at me and he's like, uh, need a bandaid. And I'm like, it ain't bleeding. Get in the house. Go rip some dirt on it. <laughs> yeah. My kids actually funny part. I, I've, I'm kind of a little bit redneck in this area. When my kids get would get cut like pretty seriously, I'm duct like, tape. I'm not gonna go pay some doctor a bunch of money to stitch something that's gonna be stitched. Go get the duct tape and super glue. There you go. So my kids virtually never had stitches. We just they've got a lot of duct tape star- scars. Yeah, so. their faces look really good too. They well, you know they're well. okay. Their hearts are a little scarred, but their faces look good. So <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, you guys, uh, we had uh, in our interview podcast format a friend of mine, Keith Collins, and he wrote a book called Fatherless. What I Wish I Knew as a Young Boy. Great, great podcast. If you haven't listened to that, you really need to go do that. But he had a chapter in his book on page 41. I think it's chapter four. And the the chapter title was simply, I Wish I Knew That I Am Not a Victim. And when I read that chapter, it was so powerful to me. I asked Keith to come on our show and to talk to us and teach us our equipping in 10 lessons. So Keith, welcome back, my friend. How you doing, man? Man, I'm 
I'm doing fantastic. Good to be here. Hey, thanks so much for doing this. You guys, if you don't remember, Keith is 31 years old. He lives with his wife of seven years, Stanya. They live in Florida, and uh, he wrote this book, and he's uh, an up-and-comer guy, so be ready to just keep uh, listening and remember his name. You'll hear him more in the future. So, Keith, I'm just going to turn it over to you, man, and give you six to eight minutes to just talk to us about uh, what this chapter on victim mentality is all about. So uh, it's all yours, my friend. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, do me a favor. Uh, close your eyes. Envision. Uh, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, imagine one of the worst things ever happening to you. Imagine feeling helpless and unable to do anything about it. Imagine being able to do something about it now. Open your eyes. It feels way better to be able to do something about it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Eleanor Roosevelt once said this. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And in chapter four of my book, Fatherless, we kind of talk about how I wish I knew that I was not a victim. And for a great period of time, I thought that I was a victim. Give you a little bit of context. I'm from the inner city of Atlanta, um, the environment that I grew up in was um, drug dealers, prostitution, um, people who are, are drug addicts and things of that nature. And um, it wasn't a lot of rich people. It wasn't a lot of people who had money, so to speak. And coming up in that environment, at times I would see these things and I would think that that would end up to be my future. You know, my mom and dad split up when I was three years old. So my biological father wasn't in the household, so it was just part of the norm. I remember having moments where, you know, you would see the police and wonder, you know, you know, where they're going to come after you. Because at one point in your life, you know, someone ran from the police and came through your back door. And the police knocked on your door looking for the person with a gun in your face. And so in that moment, you know, in those moments, those are all setups for me to be a victim. You know, victim mentality is a mentality that, man, I don't wish upon anyone because truthfully, I've heard it said and I've experienced that some of the worst prison, prisons are the worst prison to be a part of is to be a prison that's trapped inside of your mind. When both you and I are victims, it doesn't allow us to to move in this life with a sense of power. It doesn't allow us to get out of the bed with a sense of vibrant or a sense of enthusiasm because we think that our yesterday will determine our today. My friend, I want you to know that inside of this life, there's only two things that you control. You control your attitude and your actions. For me, my attitude, my attitude is how I perceive the thing that's in front of me, how I will respond, not react. I'm going to say that again, how I respond as opposed to react to what comes in front of me. And so for you, I want you as a man, as the man that's listening to this podcast, to look at life and look at life in such a way to where you look at it and you say, I will choose to respond. That means I want to think about the possible outcomes or the possible scenarios that my life will encounter. And because I've thought about these possible outcomes or these possible scenarios, I have a pre-thought of way of responding. I think of the athlete. I think of the athlete who, who is getting ready for his big game his game that he's he's waiting for and he starts to visualize the opponent coming at him trying to tackle him i see him spinning off i see him shooting the jump shot i see him making the game 
winning play. That all starts in the mind. And that goes back to Eleanor's quote. It says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Both you and I, our ups, our downs, our highs and our lows. Although there's a world around us that things happen, our perception of that is only based on our mind and how we perceive it. So my friend, my challenge for you is to perceive things in such a way that allow you to be victorious and not a victim. When you're a victim, you feel helpless. You feel that no one gets you. You feel that no one understands your situation. Now you might have a situation that's deep. You might have a situation that might not rub off or change in one day, but I want you to know that you possess the ability, you possess the skill to be able to be one of the ones that can be victorious. And I want you to do that. I want you to be victorious because there's a world that's counting on you. There's a world that needs you to succeed. I remember as a kid, my mom, she um, she went, she sent me to another school that was further away from the current school um, that all the kids in my neighborhood was going to. And um, I remember kids laughing at me and picking at me that I was going to that school because I said, oh man, your mom afraid you'll get beat up. But my mom said she wanted me to be better than her in life. And because she wanted me to be better, that means I got placed in uncomfortable situations riding public transportation as a middle schooler in Atlanta. Most parents now would not dare have their kids ride public transportation. In some, in some aspects, it's safer to ride Uber than it is to ride public <laughs> transportation. But my mom, she placed me on that motor bus because she wanted my future to be better. Now, it's very easy for me to look at that as a victim and, man, I got picked on because of that. But here's what I want you to know. Because if you and I both believe God's word, it says this, that he can work all things together for good for those who love him and are called him towards his purpose. No matter what you face in your life, look at it and perceive it, even if you don't understand it, as that it is working together for your good. Anything that has happened to me in my life has happened for me. And that's the mindset of a victorious person. That there's nothing you can throw at the victorious person that will get the person to believe that they are a victim. They are a champion. They are victorious because it's a mental shift. It's a mental understanding that nothing, 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 nothing can stop them. Nothing will stop them because they have an attitude that is of gratitude. They're thankful for what they're enduring. They're thankful for what they're experiencing. And it goes back to our, one of our favorite um, verses in the Bible in James, where it says, consider it a great joy, my friend, when tests and trials come your way, um, because it's the proving and the perfecting of your faith. And it's so hard to believe and it's so hard to act on. But man, once you experience it, once you step into it and you see the results on the other side, because remember, our beliefs plus our actions equals our results. So my belief is that you're a man of courage. So my actions is going to treat you that of such. And the results is you're going to achieve and succeed major things, man, because you believe that as well. So thank you so much for this time. Thank you for, for tuning in, man. I hope you've been inspired and encouraged. And it's been my pleasure. I will see you or I will talk to you on the next podcast. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks, Keith, so much. Again, guys can get a hold of you at keithcollins360.com 
And uh, guys, reach over and talk to him, and he's got a lot going on, and uh, you're going to love to follow him on social media as well. And so, guys, also head on over to our website, meninarena.org. Grab your free PDF version of our 365-day bathroom book for men. When you do, we'll also add you to our weekly equipping blast uh, just for men. It's designed to help you become your best version. And then head on over to Facebook. Join our Men in the Arena Facebook forum with thousands of men from all over the world. Hey, guys, did you know the Men in the Arena is a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists just to inspire guys like you to become your best version? So because of a large group of generous donors, we are able to freely offer our podcast, weekly equipping, blast, discussion forums, plus our small group resources for all missionaries and men in underdeveloped nations. Guys, you can find out more about how to support our ministry at Men in the Arena. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. You're a victor, not a victim. Grind it out and be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. In our passion to help all arena men, we're offering an excellent free resource when you visit our homepage at meninarena.org. Simply give us your email and we'll send you a free PDF version of Jim's book for men called The Field Guide, a bathroom book for men. It's a daily study of manly words in the Bible explained with great stories. Thank you for listening to this episode the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, thank you for joining men in the arena from around the world who are becoming their best version. And remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.